Sam, I don't remember what the last episode you were in was, but have you listened episode to seven. Of the other ones? It was episode seven that I was last in. Yeah. yeah. I listened to episode eight. We're on episode what about 12? nine, ten, and eleven? Uh, um, I'm saving it for an anthology. <laughs> you're a shitter. <laughs> there is like three hours of NFL podcasting if that we... you're a part of and you haven't heard. If we can't get the hosts of this show I to listen to it, <laughs> yeah. how can we expect anyone else to? Have you got your power ranking? Oh, yeah. Because I'll write it on here so that we can have the direct oh, comparison. Oh, wait a minute. There were some mediocre ones that I thought I'd just fill in. Doesn't bring a microphone. Doesn't properly complete a power ranking. <laughs> this is, doesn't listen to the of, fucking show. Doesn't even <laughs> like the sport. But <laughs> he did bring a case of beer, guys. Yeah, oh, he's in. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Stiff Up A Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Long. And me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. How, how are we doing? Oh, this looks different. <laughs> it's okay, just do it. <laughs> uh, I have a space at 10. Okay. <laughs> I can't figure out who I've missed. Perhaps okay. that might be where the Vikings live. Uh, no, they're 14. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Let's go over. Let's go over who's above them. The Lions. Okay. Agree. Colts. Agree. Right. Seahawks. Agreeable. Vikings. So does that mean the Bears are below the Vikings? Chargers. Have you missed the Bears? Bears. Dang yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nabbit. Bears sliding at number ten. Yes, I like Sam's rankings. Um. Broncos twenty-six. Fuck off. Cardinals twenty-seven. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck off. <laughs> 28 steel. Tom, bottom five. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that the Broncos um, are better than the Steelers? You're saying that the Broncos, to, they have literally done... According to this list, yeah. <laughs> Broncos 29. No, Wait, no, no, Broncos are on my list twice. Oh, I've forgotten on the team. Is it the Bengals you've forgotten? Yeah, I've got the Bengals. Sam, for me, for me, will you put the Bengals above the Steelers and look at Tom's reaction? <laughs> so no, wait, you... put the Broncos <laughs> so then Broncos at 28 how does uh, it feel Steelers to be... at 28 Broncos at 28 okay yeah let's not be animals bottom of your division Tom uh, let's not be animals Jets Redskins Dolphins who's 29 29 is the Broncos he's not even spoken <laughs> <laughs> he's not made eye contact with anyone so our bottom fives were all the same five teams in different orders, but you have subbed out the Bengals and put the Steelers in. <laughs> Sam, I thought we were friends, but you're, you've, you've, you've managed to alienate me more in this last 20 minutes than I think anyone ever has. Oh, I feel like the Giants have been unfairly maligned. Oh, do you? <laughs> so... Thomas, are you going to be able to shelve this? Yeah, move on. Yeah. Just move on. Do we have like Let's a, just... We'll just push on. Do we have, like, a podcast? Can we... No. Not we. <laughs> Us three have got a podcast <laughs> that you didn't even listen to. <laughs> right then. So, are we doing... Let's do last week! Are we doing last week's games or are we doing news last week's first? Game. Giants 32, Buccaneers 31. And it's at this point, Sam, if you'd know... The way the podcast works, that you'd come in and talk about the game. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
we're still waiting. We're still waiting. Okay, the giants have finally found themselves. Thanks, I guess, in no small part to some odd decisions by the Buccaneers. They went for two point conversions three times. Uh, I missed them all. Um, I, you know, I probably don't have to mention the kick that much, but God bless us all. Two passing touchdowns. The, the, a new light has shone. I'm excited. As excited as I can be. We've, ne- we've never had it where the entire thing analysis has been delivered in non sequiturs. Yeah. <laughs> the game was intriguing. That was a spit take. <laughs> we had Daniel Jones pass for 366 yards, everyone. So mm-hmm. I think we might have to swallow some of our earlier words, which is obviously why Sam's here. Shame on you all. Sam, you do realise that you also panned Daniel Jones. I don't recall. (laughs) He looked, like, dynamic. He had two two touchdowns, rushed for two more, and got 366 yards. And no rookie has done all of those things in a single game since the AFL merged with the NFL. It's also worth noting that he's been um, speed recorded as the third fastest quarterback in the NFL yeah. so far. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, Daniel Jones is 1-0 and on 18-point deficit and then going on to win. Does anyone know what Eli's record was in games with an 18-point deficit? No. Nope. No. 0-44. Fucking hell. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. That's brutal. It's, I mean, it's, it's brilliant when you consider that the, that means that the Giants have lost 44 games. <laughs> in Eli's <laughs> been tenure. In, been in situations where they've lost 44 games. <laughs> By 18 points or more. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think if, like, the Giants is a historically victorious franchise. Uh, Jaguars 20, Titans 7. Uh, Dick's wings. Every time that the Jags kicked a field goal... I just saw an advert for Dick's Wings and it just made me think... Oh my god, I thought you were saying Dick swings. Like yeah. the game was just full of men that's swinging the, their dicks. That's the, that's the pun. Yeah, it's, it, it says Dick's Wings, but then it's like Dick Swings. Just every time that they kicked a field goal, I was just drawn to it. Because they were the sponsor. I, I was drawn to something else. Gardner Minshew too. The moustache. <laughs> the moustache to the legend. Um, I didn't see much about the NFL in my, you know, brief hiatus. But I thought about Gardner Minshew. He's great. He's, like, breaking rookie records yeah. for, like, passing accuracy left, right, and center. In terms of our predictions that mm. we, as you know, Sam, do every week, um, the for the Bucks giants game... Me and Tom were wrong, and Edward was the only person. And for Jags Titans, me and Ed were right, and Tom, you were wrong. You said the Titans would win. Yeah, I put my faith in a Marcus Mariota team, and I've realised that I should never do that ever again. Because he's wet bread. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Patriots thirty, Jets fourteen. We were all correct. The Patriots won. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Kelsey Breeze. Again, there's not really much to say about these Patriots victories. Like, the Patriots have played teams that are a collective record of 0-9. Stop it. I mean, they are the first team since the Super Bowl began to not allow any touchdowns mm. in their first three games of the season. And they've actually not allowed an offensive touchdown of any description since they beat the Chiefs in last year's AFC Championship game. Yeah, that's quite that's quite a good record. But yeah, like the the scheduling gods have been overwhelmingly kind to the Patriots. When you consider their first game could have been a challenge, in the end it turned out to be a walk in the field 
Yeah, and then they've had the Dolphins and the sort of severely injury-crippled Jets. Once again, it's a good time to be a Patriots, Patriots fan. Once again, it's a bad time to be a fan of football in general. I just want it to end. Bill Belichick's face. I just want it to end. Me too. I just want the <laughs> dynasty to just pack up its things and go. Like, I know that Patriots fans, if they were to be listening, would be all very much lapping yeah. up. They supping, don't need to listen. Supping their champagne. Yeah, they'd all be lapping this garbage up, but like, well, they they know that we all hate them out of jealousy, but yeah. we do hate them out of jealousy. Yeah. Well, it's it's Jealous jealousy, but then like, yeah. honestly, like just as a fan of any sport, you don't want it to become predictable. No. You want it to be exciting to watch and like, oh, anybody could win type thing. And if it's always them... It's not. It's not as exciting. Have you guys seen much of his interviews, Belichick? Um, yeah, I've seen a few of them where they just ask him questions about a certain player who shall not be named yet, and all he does is basically just go, "That's none of my business," and just shunt it away as quickly as he can. I really hate it. Yeah, I've never liked Bill Belichick that much. I never disliked him terribly, but. If you bring a guy like that onto your team, like you're gonna have to answer questions. Yeah, that. yeah. I was telling Tom earlier. He like reminds me of like a divorced dad on his own in like sort of like apartment <laughs> with no furniture, and he looks like a guy who reads spy novels. Anyway, carry on. he looks like a guy that has an extensive Tom Clancy collection. <laughs> How much did you touch on the Jets? Quarterback issues last week. Uh, we did kind of mention we did about injury our... report. Were Some... you not introduced to Boris Boswell? <laughs> You've sorely missed him. Is this an actual character? It was. I personally murdered him in his sleep. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to sound really silly, but me and Aston have a joke at work about a character called John Gruyere. John Gruyere. <laughs> Instead of John Grudden. No, just John Gruyere. And there's I also think I was giving him too much credit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we, we also have to. Is it related we, to we... anything? No, cheese is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Packers twenty-seven, Broncos sixteen. I thought this was meant to be close, Ed. It was close. Packers pulled away at the end. Mm. After the Broncos like lost on down successive times. The Broncos look really shit, don't they? They look like they just can't quite get it together. Yeah, especially on defense. Like with all the high-end talent that they've got, they just aren't clicking. No quarterback pressure, really, up until this week. They got some and still didn't really do much with it. The expectation was that the offense would be a little bit stodgy because there's no real playmakers on the offense. Like, no, no, Philip nobody, Lindsay's okay. No, Nobody who like sets the world alight. And certainly no like play calling that sets the world alight. But the defense has been a nightmare situation, especially for a head coach who's just come from coaching one of the most dangerous and dominant defenses we've seen in a long time in the Chicago Bears. Who have continued to be dominant as well like after he's gone it's but true and that shouldn't take away from what was again a very very patchy performance from the packers who were good every now and again but that's all they need to do they yeah. just need to win which they are doing they're three and oh right now I know. yeah as much as it pains me they are three and they've now played both of us mm-hmm. and one dubs in both the columns yep how, how many hits did they get on him on rogers there yeah. were no sacks and a couple of quarterback hits yeah. they got no sacks okay uh, Chargers 20, Texans 27. The Chargers have not looked good. No. They have not looked like what we were sort of expecting. Well, I'd just like to point out that I called this. Like, if you go back to our first power ranking, put the Chargers well down. I feel like I was prescient. I suppose it doesn't really help them that they're playing 16 road games a year. That's true, and the fact that our line is like, yeah, who's who of like, people they found in the yellow pages. <laughs> put the Chargers at 15. 
So they're, they're perform- I think I was the lowest ranker of the Chargers, and they're performing worse. I mean, things could all change, and Philip Rivers is a good quarterback as much as we like to rip on him. But like, well, if you look at the record of the teams that the Chargers have played so far, all of them have achieved two wins. So, mm, what was he saying? The six and three. Yeah. Well, no, six, two, and one. Six, two, and one. Because the the Lions tied. Mm. They're still undefeated. That's true. We've forgotten to do our predictions. Predictions. So, uh. Tom was the only one who got Packers Broncos right. Me and Ed both predicted really? that the Broncos would win. Yeah, that was more that was out more, of hope. Yeah, it was... We just don't like the Packers. It was just a will to Aww. win. Whereas I was smart. Um, we all got Chargers Texans correct. Cowboys thirty one, Dolphins six. We all got this correct. Yeah, I mean it's not. <laughs> there is nothing to take out of these games against the Dolphins, and I think mm-hmm. for anyone at this point, they're a guaranteed win for basically everyone. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens when the Jets play the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, well, uh, the Bengals have to play the Dolphins as well. Mm-hmm. Currently, the Dolphins across all their games have been outscored one hundred thirty-three to sixteen, which yeah, yeah. is the most points to be allowed. Uh, in a season opening since the Super Bowl began. Yeah. Have they scored a touchdown yet? Yes. Ravens, they got 10. The Cowboys, they're 3-0, and which has never happened with Dak Prescott or Jason Garrett before, and they're both waiting for new contracts. So that's pretty positive for them. Mm-hmm. Dak's playing well. Yeah. Dak is playing well. Mr. Caviar Fingers will not be Mr. Caviar Fingers. Oh, sorry, all no, Dusty Knees. No, yeah. All Dusty Knees will not be oh. Dusty Need in the future. No. No, Dusty, old Dusty Knees... Is the opposite of Mr. Caviar Fingers, which so, again you'd know if you would at any point listen to the podcast. <laughs> Miss Dak Aldersonese Prescott um, was only paid one hundred and thirty dollars per passing yard last season. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, by contrast, was paid over thirty thousand. He was paid one hundred and sixty-two dollars and seventeen cents per yard. About Mr. Caviar Fingers, by the way, we are striking off if they've been injured for the rest for like a lot of the season aren't we because yeah, like which Aaron meant... Rodgers was crowned Mr. Caviar Fingers yeah. even though he was second because he played so this means that Ben Roethlisberger is exempt <laughs> from being Mr. Oh, Caviar Fingers oh, no, he, he was no, he was no. we all agreed to this because you wanted the Aaron Rodgers stipulation and now it's going to be Kate Cousins because Kate Cousins throws about 112 yards every game and is on about 9 billion pounds yeah true it's going to be you Colts 27, Falcons 24. This was a lot closer than we all sort of expected well, it to be. Well, uh, Ed was the only one to predict this correctly. Yeah. Which means you both thought the Falcons would win. Yeah. When I gave you grief about one of the other results, you started giving me grief about this one, and then the Falcons immediately scored a touchdown, and I was like, you may have called this one a bit too soon, but then the Falcons falconed all over this one, and the most concerning thing for the Falcons has to be... Keanu Neal's injury. Keanu Neal's injury, like, come on. It's not good. He left the field crying off of a non-contact injury. And the referees actually called him unsportsmanlike because he threw his helmet in frustration at the fact that he'd gone injured. There was a lot of ref ball happening this week. It's a, it's a torn Achilles, and it means that he only played a couple of games Ooh. last season because of the torn ACL, and he's mm. now going to miss the remainder of this season as well. Yeah. See, that would be frustrating. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Yeah. Would you throw a helmet? Yeah. As someone who like dislocated their knee before, and then when you do it again, if you had a helmet when you dislocated. Oh, your I'd knee. have thrown it. Yeah, okay. because when you've done it once, you then know like what's coming. Yeah, you know. So he can now sit there and think, okay, so now I know I'm going to be out this long. I've got this much physio. I'm going to be in pain. I'm not going to be able to like move about like like I want to. I agree from my dislocation stories as yeah, well. It's mm-hmm. really shitty when you know what's about to. 
I think the the words that I shouted in pain and frustration when I did my knee for the second time was why, <laughs> why. Yeah, that's it. I think second time I was like why. Fourth time I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's just like oh here we go again. <laughs> Mondays. <all right>. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing you said in ages. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm here. Just um, sit beer and crap wires. Yeah, I don't want a lot of wires. Matt Ryan, what is going on with Matt Ryan? I don't know, but he looks way shonkier than everyone was expecting. Like I like Matt Ryan. I think he's great, and it feels like it feels like he's just sort of like got off the wrong bus every time, doesn't it? Like <laughs> he's sort of he's he's managed to go through like an a, a like Drew Brees esque age regression, but without any of the age that comes before it. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> He's sort of fallen off of a cliff like a 41-year-old man should do yeah. and hasn't reached 41 yet. Like, <laughs> where, what's happened? I mean, to, to contextualise, Matt Ryan threw seven interceptions last season. Yeah. Matt Ryan has currently thrown six, and we're, on, we're going into game four. Yeah. He leads the league in interceptions. And it's not like the Eagles and Colts have got a particularly amazing, like, secondary, is it, really? I mean, I understand... The Vikings game because yeah, I bet you do. You do have a good defense, but the Colts and Eagles aren't they're, they're major. Not strong in the secondary, no. The Eagles, their secondary against the Lions at times look clueless. Yeah. So in a game we all predicted wrong, Panthers thirty-eight, Cardinals twenty. Panthers pulled it back out their asses again. Yeah. And finally, actually looked once again like a cohesive team rather than just. 53 men wandering around. Well, the the sort of thing that I need to sort of mention here isn't that it's about the Panthers, because the Panthers are just... You know what you're getting with the Panthers now. You're sort of going to find a team that plays down to competition and, and doesn't really perform like they should do, but then we'll also be able to pull things out of the bag occasionally and like we'll bounce back every now and then. But the Arizona Cardinals look like a team that have a lot to offer but only for about three quarters, and then the game gets away from them because they're all a bit too young and a bit too inexperienced. Yeah. Like, again, they kept up with the Panthers, and they kept up with the Ravens, like, pretty well last week, and they kept up with the Lions and ended up pulling it back. Like, the Cardinals look like a team that are almost there, but just then run out of steam. They look like a good 0-2-1. Yeah. They don't look like a team that belongs with a losing record that hasn't won a game yet. Yeah, because they seem okay. Yeah. It almost feels like they should have just tied their first three games based off of how they've played. But they got torched by a backup quarterback in Kyle Allen. But Kyle Allen had a good game. Yeah. I think it's it's important to mention that Kyle Allen had a good game. How long is Cam Newton out? Uh, I don't I think, think they've so said yet. I think he's just... I think it's just sort of... But like, if Kyle Allen can hold out for like... What, four or five games? Yeah. I mean, based on the play of the past three games, I wouldn't be rushing Cam Newton back in. No. Yeah, yeah. You take the reins, Kyle. Yeah, I'd agree. You're going to have a a very, very stroppy teenager on the team. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give Cam the ball. Are you an American sports fan? Are you in the need for new jerseys? Are you based in the UK? Well, we've got the perfect place for you. Try out the one-stop jersey shop at http colon forward slash forward slash www.theonestopjerseyshop.co.uk forward slash. They have all of your jersey needs. 
and no uh, New Jersey needs. <laughs> Potentially the New Jersey Red Devils and New Jersey Jets and Giants because neither of them playing in New York. Um, so in a game that we did sadly all predict correctly. Why is it sad? 49ers 24, Steelers 20. See, the the main thing that I want to just quickly touch on here is um, I've mentioned it after week one about how Randy Feekner is an absolute moron. This game was probably even more frustrating than the Patriots one, purely because the defence got it right. Against the Patriots, our defence looked shonky, and it was all just growing pains, and the team was trying to get back on top and whatnot. The defence got it right this time. Five turnovers we forced. Five. TJ Watt with an interception. There was Devin Bush with two fumble recoveries, one of which from Minka Fitzpatrick. He also got an interception Minka Fitzpatrick did, and then they dropped a snap that TJ Watt recovered. Like, we had five takeaways, and do you know what we did with those five takeaways? We scored six points off those drives. Chris Boswell is the only player on our offense that's worth a damn, apparently, when we get a turnover. That is it. We finally actually put a drive on the board after we go behind and Juju Smith-Schuster goes for a 76-yard touchdown. Finally, I think, we're going to win this game. We then get another defensive turnover, like, while the while the uh, 49ers are, like, breaking in on our goal line, where they turn it over on downs. But then it's pulled back because Mark Barron is holding someone about 15 yards away from the play. Mark Barron had by far one of the worst games I've seen from a Steeler. Like... He looked like he'd got he got the game by virtue of being like a guy who was wearing a shirt. Mark Barron sort of looked like the guy that like he was in the crowd and they were like, "Shit, we've got no Vince Williams. We'll just give it to the guy that is literally wearing our jersey." <laughs> if only we'd not sent away John Bostick. <laughs> Honestly, like weirdly enough, like I miss John Bostick, <laughs> and when you're that bad that you're making me miss John Bostick, then you know that something's going wrong. John Bostick is. Someone that shouldn't have even been our fourth choice linebacker and ended up being our second last year. He's like the Stevenage of the NFL. Yeah. (laughs) If there was a literal equivalent of, like, Adebayo Akinfenwa, but in the NFL, then it is John Bostick. And I miss John Bostick because Mark Barron somehow looks like John Parkin, but age 43. Do you have any comments on James Conner? James Conner fumbling the ball is a concern, and I do think that Jalen Samuels needs to start. But our entire offense didn't get the get anything going, apart from the occasional drive. So I don't think that we can really pin it on James Conner, especially yeah. given that, like, in the position where we where we accrue a turnover and then James Conner gives it right back and they score the game-winning touchdown off of it. This is because of the fact that we've had four turnovers before then that we've turned nothing into. Yeah. Like, it's not all James Conner. Yeah, you're in that position because nobody made anything happen. Nobody made anything happen apart from, like, Juju and Deontay Jackson actually made, like, yeah. a good play. Um, and to be fair, when, when we let Mason Rudolph uncork it long, instead of just, like, throwing shitty little slants and three and outs constantly to Ryan Switzer. We actually looked like a decent team on offense. Like, we actually got things going because we were corking it long. And it was just, like, we only had, like, four of those plays in the entire game, basically. Well, on the 49ers side, they are 3-0 and for the first time since 1998. It was, it was by far one of the worst performances for a 3-0 and team, by the way. The 49ers here looked appalling. And we somehow looked worse. Who was it they beat in week one? Uh, the, the, beat, the Buccaneers oh, in the week Buccaneers. one. Very, very, very close. 
with the Buccaneers. So that in they then the, beat the Bengals. Very, very close. Well, no. No. <laughs> it was a drubbing. Yeah, they drubbed the Bengals, but, like, I think anyone can drub the Bengals except the Dolphins and Jets. So, so what we're saying is their opponents for the 49ers are a collective 1-8. and eight. Yeah. Like, they, um, might, they might not be hanging around at the top of this power ranking for too long. No, and the only reason why they won this game was because of our offensive shortcomings. They did nothing. They turned the ball over every chance they could. Jimmy G here looked about as clueless as a man driving in towards Stevenage expecting a summer holiday. <laughs> That's too much of Stevenage. I think we better move on before Tom's eyeball explodes. Okay. Uh, twitch. Bills 21, Bengals 17. So this is the Bengals team that, that Sam's ranking above the Steelers. The Bengals here looked dreadful. And they've lost Sean Williams, who's the only player on defence that isn't Geno Atkins. I don't get how Sam's <laughs> rated. Like I know our offense was I know our offense was bad against the 49ers, but at least the 49ers are a team. <laughs> <laughs> like we well, play hang on, can I just point out loose collective of men. Yeah, Can I just point out as well, like we keep we keep mentioning like the collective records of like the teams that have been played against. The Steelers have played eight and one. So far, the Patriots, who are top of most people's power rankings, the Seahawks are about eleventh on most people's, and the Forty ers who are currently also sat three and zero. The Bengals just walk around the field like they've lost their individual cars <laughs> and they're trying to find them. I like to dress as tigers. I do find it funny as well that when when we were, when we were discussing about Andy Dalton, you did say that he's going to throw you about two in, uh, two touchdowns and an interception every week. Yeah. I think Andy Dalton's record this season has been two touchdowns and an interception every week. If NFL is the ice cream, like Andy Dalton is the wafer. Like the fact that you always said that he's the average yeah. and he earns the 16th most he earns the average salary. Yeah. <laughs> so, Vikings 34, Raiders 14. I've got excited about this, and now it comes to <laughs> it, I realise there isn't a great deal to say, because we would just outclass them to a man. At every point, the defence was stifling, the offence was controlling the clock and beating up the Raiders. I mean, I, there's not there's not much else to say, other than I'm very, very excited for what this team's going to do in a couple of weeks, when they've sort of passing game begins to work as well as as well as the rushing game has. Well, Dalvin Cook leads the league in rushing yards and is the first Viking to rush for at least 100 yards in the first three games of the season. You're damn right. I'm very, very happy about this. He looks... I'm very scared someone's going to break his legs. Yeah, because he looks like <laughs> an MVP candidate. Okay, should I do the next one? Yeah. Yeah. Moving swiftly on. Browns 13, Rams 20. Baker Mayfield, again, just didn't look all that comfortable, really. I mean, it may just be the case that their O-line is four ducks with, like, a park <laughs> bench in the centre. I, I mean, I, f- I, feel so, I feel for, like, Browns fans, because it's precisely where mm. the Vikings were last season. Like, yeah. they're incredibly sort of loaded at talent positions and skill positions at every point, except for that O-line, which is just... Well, it's as though they've built a fantasy football team yeah. where you don't have to pick an O-line, so they just haven't. <laughs> They've just chosen to ignore the entire line. Like, oh yeah, we can get Odell Beckham Jr. from the Giants. Oh yes, we're going to have nobody be able to throw it to him because Baker Mayfield will be on his ass. Yes, I saw that um, the Browns have allowed like pressures and sacks like far quicker than any other team, which means that the plays can't develop because 
they get they're getting to the quarterback too often. They're assembled a deep threat offense, but don't have the ability to throw it deep because there is nobody to protect Baker Mayfield for long enough. Mm. Baker Mayfield has to basically get the ball away within a couple of seconds, and he doesn't have receivers that are trying to do that, and they're not schemed for him to try and do that. Mm-hmm. So it basically results in every defense just stuffing them. It's why it's why he struggled against the Titans as well. Yeah. I don't think I don't, at this point I don't even think that it was the Titans being good. I just think that it was just that they read that Mayfield has no one to defend himself and just rushed him and whatnot. But it's also a stubbornness for the Browns to review to change their play call. Because yeah. Because, like, I think the only thing is, if you do sort of, like, slants all the time, then OBJ is going to get injured. But, like... Where else do you go? Yeah, precisely. Like, Nick Chubb has been good, but with a good with a better outline, he could have been a big game-changer here. Like, he had a good game against the Rams, and still just couldn't get anything really going because there was nobody to protect. Did you know Nick Chubb was the only player who rushed the ball for the Browns? For the Browns. Yeah. Not, there's no depth there. Yeah. Not well, they had depth, and they traded it away to the Texans. Mm-hmm. They have Kareem Hunt when he comes back, but... That's what, be, week eight? Might be too late. Yeah. Uh, shall I do next up? Yeah, yep. let's do it. Wait, who won the predictions oh, for... We all got Browns-Rams correct. Not shockingly. Yeah. Uh, however, for Eagles Lions, Tom, you were the only person to get this correct. I predicted shock of the week and <laughs> with uh, Lions twenty seven, Eagles twenty four. Yeah, uh, the Lions actually look pretty good here. Um, Matt Stafford making a pass to Marvin Jones Jr., which was actually like reminiscent of a good quarterback. Something that Matt Stafford hasn't been for a bit. <laughs> it, the, the weird thing is they kind of, without looking particularly amazing in any one area, they have managed to take advantage of a lot of other people's errors. Mm. Like when the Eagle fumbled the ball, yeah. they converted them both into field goals. Yeah, like the Lions, I think, are a team that are basically not trying to win a game because of how good they are, but they're basically just trying to force everyone into being shitter than them. Yeah. Which is kind of working because it, it, it happened against Arizona and then the the Lions kind of butt fumbled their way into like giving that back up. But now I think that they've realised that they can sort of, with a bit of defensive pressure on the quarterback and basically just forcing errors and being a bit sort of smarter with the ball and whatnot. Like they've got yeah. a run game now with Kerryon Johnson. It does mean that they can sort of just grind a game out and just hope that the other team fucks up more than they do. Like, which is why they're so low, I think, on our power rankings, because they're not particularly great, but they're not bad either. No, there's no recognisable flaw. No. They're just able to take advantage of situations. Well, again, like, with the Chargers, they they pick off Philip Rivers in the end zone to win the game. Like, all they did was basically just put Phil Rivers in a position where he had the confidence to throw towards, was it Mike Williams? Because of the last play. Like, the Lions are basically just fooling everyone into a bit of a trap. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like some kind of Venus flytrap NFL team. And it's weird to watch because <laughs> they're now actually getting results off of it. Yeah. So the next game, me and Tom guessed correctly, but Ed did not. Chiefs 33, Ravens 28. I don't see how anyone can look at Patrick Mahomes and not. Yeah. But I the mean, problem is the a, team guy... is, a team is 52 other players. Yeah, but he's only taken 20 regular season starts to throw 60 touchdown passes and smash Dan Marino's record. He, Pat Mahomes to football may well be what Lionel Messi is to I was thinking football. this. Are we about to <laughs> witness like Patrick Mahomes basically being like the greatest player of all time and nobody's going to like be able to think of a quarterback outside of 
Patrick Mahomes for like the next 20 years. Because like nobody questions whether it's Messi or Ronaldo that's the best player in the world. Like those two are far beyond everyone else. And Patrick Mahomes is now battling with no one, really. Certainly there's no one because he he sort of widened the gap. I mean, he made Aaron Rodgers look average. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback and I'm watching Aaron Rodgers throw the ball and I'm sitting here thinking, could have done better. And this is all because Patrick Mahomes has done better. He's not throwing it without looking and like sort of throwing it sidearm around the guard. Yeah. I mean, he's on track to be the first like back-to-back MVP. Yeah. And probably will be as well, especially if my pick of the Chiefs going 15-1, and one, <laughs> losing in the last week, and then winning the Super Bowl <laughs> comes true. I think the collective NFL holds its breath every time we watch Mahomes, because he's amazing, but then you just I'm terrified of him getting injured. The, the, the thing about Patrick Mahomes as well is, is the Chiefs are missing some big players now through injury. They were missing Dar- Darnell Williams, who's their main one in, uh, running back. Do you mean Daryl? Daryl Williams, because they've got... Damien Williams and Daryl. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Damien, Darnell, Daryl. <laughs> yeah. So they're missing Daryl Williams, and they're now also... Mi- well, they've been missing Tariq since opening week. So, like... Yes. Yeah, like, we're all happy Free about that. Free child abuser <laughs> who broke a kid's arm has a broken... That limb area. Yeah, Maybe clavicle. Yeah. Collarbone, yeah. Karma. Yeah. And, like, Patrick Mahomes is just throwing it to basically anyone that he wants. Like, he doesn't care about how good or shit you are. He's throwing it to you. You better catch it. Sammy Watkins now looks like a good receiver yeah. again. You can feel like you owe it to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was a play that... Oh, he's that, me out, all right. <laughs> there was a play that, um, I can't remember who it was that uh, missed the interception, but he sort of threw it at a reasonable height for it to be picked off, and it ends up going through the arms of the Ravens player and ends up finding its way through to, like, Sammy Watkins. And Sammy Watkins, like, pulls it down and, like, rushes forward for, like, another five yards. And it's just, like, literally anyone else this would have been picked off. But for some reason, Patrick Mahomes has just got, like, a voodoo curse on the rest of the NFL. Like, the Madden curse has been reversed now, and now we're about to witness a 90-touchdown season from Patrick Mahomes. I almost think we might see 60 this year. Yeah, I comfortably agree. He's somehow performing better than he did last year. And he was the MVP last year. And by a considerable margin as well. Baltimore Ravens were pretty good as well. Yeah, Yeah. from the Ravens' point of view, um, they had a... It did fail, but uh, Justin Tucker used a drop kick in an onside attempt to try and get the ball for one last drive. Well, I like this, because it was... it failed, but it was a really interesting use of special teams. Like, yeah. a really clever idea. Well, normally, like, in that sort of position, like, everyone's going, oh, we're going to go for a special... We're going to go for, like, an onside kick, or we're going to... Just going to take a regular kickoff and try and win it back. Yeah. Justin Tucker's like, no, fuck it. Yeah. You're going to have to catch this fair, and we're going to stop the clock, and we're going to get the two-minute warning. You're going to have to run a play before this two-minute warning's done. It didn't end up working because they end up getting the first down anyway, but like he immediately puts the Chiefs mm. into a position where they have to run. One, conceptually. Really, yeah. Really clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, last game we can talk about because Redskins-Bears hasn't happened yet. Yeah, we're recording on the Monday because I fly in two days. He soars uh, in a game. Uh, in a game we all guessed incorrectly, Seahawks 27, Saints 33. Uh, Drew Brees without the Saints, sorry, Saints without Drew Brees, <laughs> is not the disaster that no. we all predicted. It was, I don't it know whether or not it was, or not, it was gonna... or not the Saints, not Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. The Saints take. 
I don't think that I, I was... Well, when I predicted it, I didn't think it was from a point of Drew Brees has gone, the Saints are going to flop immediately. Because I think that they've still got enough pieces elsewhere. Teddy Bridgewater isn't a bad quarterback no. by any stretch. So, like, they can make it work. It was more just the point that I think that the Seahawks should have done better. The punt return touchdown immediately set them off on the bad foot. And they never really looked like getting out of that either. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Seahawks were comfortably the worst team. But there's a weird thing about the Seahawks is they still kind of always hang around. Yeah, they'll never sort of be bowled over by any team, but they'll never bowl a team over either. Like, they made the Bengals look impressive in week one, and then we've now seen what the Bengals are truly for, because the Seahawks allowed them to stay in the game. It's almost like the Seahawks are automatically, like, everyone's most interesting team to watch, because they'll always provide a one-score game. Mm, it's true. Okay. Oh, that's all of them. So, like I said, the Bears-Redskins hasn't happened yet. Okay. You both predicted Redskins, I yep. predicted Bears. Okay. Currently, I am third with six wrong and nine right. We've and done you better. Are, you are both tied for first with five wrong and ten right. However, if the Bears win, we're all tied. I like this. will both be wrong and I'll be right. So, how does this... So, uh, would I be, like, 1-0-1, regardless of what happens? Or do I get an automatic... Do I just get an automatic win? Am I going to be 2-0? and You're going to be 1-0, and and Emma will yeah, be... Yeah, do we win if we... Well, uh, surely I get this week's win, as Tom Why? already had a win. No. <laughs> That's not how this works. Oh, sorry, we're going to give the Steelers a win because yeah. they lost the first three I'm weeks, sorry, although we are playing think, the Bengals. So. I, I think Tom Brady would tell you that's not how it works. We're yeah, going to I exempt think... the Patriots from the Super Bowl this year because they've been in it three times. <laughs> we just, just have to decide whether a tie counts as a win. I'm saying that it counts count as anything. I think it counts, counts as a win. Off. If you finish first, regardless of whether or not you're tied first or first, okay. you get a win. Okay. okay. So at the moment, then, you guys have both won, but... Well, basically, what happens is me and Ed have both won a week now, and yeah. you are now playing to see whether or not you join us. Hail Mary Hits is a non-profit organisation on Facebook that is helping to further the culture of American football in the UK by contacting councils to get the sport into schools and by helping donate money to current teams so they can buy equipment and kits and anything that they might need. If you go onto their Facebook group, you can buy raffle tickets for £10 to win autographed jerseys and helmets. And for a limited time only, any time you enter a raffle, you will be automatically entered into a raffle to win tickets to any of the NFL UK games. So get on it now. Do you want to do news next? News. news cover? Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Anthony Brizzle. Antonio Brown appears to have retired from football. I'm sure if he got an offer, he'd go. He's just trying to save some face and act like it's his choice. And really, it's just nobody wants to play with him. What, what I can only describe his Twitter antics like is basically going on a full rampage against everyone in the entire league including making, like, five statements about how he's so thankful that the Patriots gave him the opportunity. And then he then put, in quote marks, if I'm lying, then I'm flying, with a picture of him jumping into the Dolphins' end zone. And then, thank you, 
which is what he put with another picture of him talking to Bill Belichick from the only game that he made an appearance in for the Patriots. And then he put, just got fired on a Friday about nine hours later. So I guess that he slept on it and then mm-hmm. woke up somehow angrier than he was in, <laughs> in the night time. Yeah. And then he put a picture of him saying, beat the odds of him sat on what appears to be a Chrysler in front of a private jet. And then he put, we'll not be playing in the NFL now anymore. These owners can cancel deals, do whatever they want at any time. We will see if the NFL Players Association hold them accountable. Sad they can just void guarantees any time going up on 40 million two months. We'll see if they pay up. Doesn't make sense, does it? Because it was gibberish. (laughs) He also tweeted uh, a bunch of articles about either other players or other members of the NFL who were being accused of sexual assault in various forms, like Ben Roethlisberger and Robert Kraft. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like trying to justify (laughs) his own yeah. Behavior by showing that like other people have also done things. It's like a very weird subversion of the Me Too movement. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm a sex pest too. <laughs> well, like, but Did then you say there was new news today. Well, there, there more, is more women are coming forward as I think. Another woman came forward and said that Antonio Brown had <laughs> sex in the same room as her, just randomly. The other thing as well is uh, I think that it's not really been touched upon by anyone is that Antonio Brown has liked a tweet by a man named Dave Veschio, where this guy is basically breaking news that Antonio Brown has encouraged death threats against the Sports Illustrated reporter uh, who published the second accuser's story and was then targeted by vile Patriots fans online. There are some of them that have been very vilely threatening death threats. And this guy basically reported on that, and Antonio Brown has liked the tweet of him reporting on it. I, d- I I'm, I'm bewildered by the man's behaviour, and I think, I think someone needs to step himself. in now and just kick him out of the league. He doesn't care anymore. He doesn't give a shit. Right. It's a joke to him. Yeah. I mean, it's not even as though the NFL has a good reputation. The NFL's reputation is shonky as yeah. shit, and he's still taking he's, away from it. He's yeah. failed to meet the incredibly low standards. Yeah. <laughs> Should I do continue on with the news? Go on. So, uh, Jamal Adams was fined $21,506 for his roughing the passer penalty against Baker Mayfield. I don't agree with this penalty at all. And he posted a video of himself saying, this league is a damn joke. I sign up to play football, not two-hand touch. Bullshit. He's never had a fine before, and there are a lot of allegations at the moment that in response to the Andrew Luck situation, the NFL officials are going the other way, and they're being too cautious. Yeah. Giving penalties for everything. Well, there was the one against the Broncos in the Bears game that was just not a rough in the passer call, yeah. but it went against the Broncos. Well, and it ended up with delay of like, yeah. giving extra yeah. yards and delay of game. Defensive end, Max Crosby. He got he got charged, and he's a he's a rookie, so his paycheck for the game was thirty grand, and they fined him twenty one thousand pounds for a dubious light hit. Yeah. For what what game was that? This was Raiders Chiefs in week two. It's because uh, it's not just roughing the passer. It's like I mean everything with the Rams and Saints again. General officiating mm-hmm. yeah. problems. General officiating. Um, <laughs> uh, the... So uh, Minnesota lost a, a touchdown versus the Packers to an incredibly dubious offensive PI call. I don't know, I've seen that and I kind of agree with it. I, I have to admit, like, now that I know exactly where it is that they called it, because I didn't see it until I watched replays yeah, of it. I watched and now that video. I've seen it, it's an illegal pick play, basically. You can't you can't block a guy before the pass has been thrown. It's a it's PI. 
the Patriots get away with it and they should be called for it, but it was PI. Just watching in the game, I was like trying to work out mm. where they were calling it. Yeah. And then there's a clip where like somebody that works for the NFL comes out and like describes it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even it then, makes it's not, sense. It's not like Cook makes like a football move to like block the guy. He just he just holds his ground. It's it's a lot different from like putting his fingers in his and his hands in his chest and shoving it. He just sort of turns. No, but it's ball. it's technically a pick play at that point. Like it still counts as an illegal use of contact in in a in a passing call. It still counts as pi. Like I say, that the, there needs to be more consistency. One one thing that I need to point out as well regarding ref ball because there there was a lot of it. Titans Jags. There was a lot of shonky holding calls, and basically, it, it just felt like the officials wanted to stop it constantly. Yeah. The game couldn't get a flow, and Tom Brady tweeted about how he was turning the game off because of how bad the officiating was. And then week three saw a big drop in holding penalties flagged. I got frustrated watching Bears Broncos, the amount of holding penalties on both sides was mm-hmm. constant. I was like, it completely dis like football already has a slight disruption of flow yeah. because of all the plays. It was like seven in a row. Yes. So uh <laughs> Sam Darnold said he's aiming to be back. <laughs> What's so funny? Just the whole Sam Darnold thing. <laughs> We've not really given it much attention, have we? Really? I thought I'd, like, missed the... No. He said he... Anyway, he did a press conference and he said that he's aiming to be back for week five against the Eagles. I cannot think of a funnier reason. Potentially bar the whole, you know, cryo-freezer incident for a player to be out. It feels like like the kind of thing you'd like used to get out of PE. Yeah. The, the like... Chicken pox. <laughs> yeah, like... He's 22. 5th of June, oh, oh my god, wait, 1997? Yeah. Holy shit, he's younger than my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wait, you missed all of the human torch things. Uh, his girlfriend set her hand on fire. Yeah, she so... set her hand on fire and I saw So we now refer to her on the podcast as the human torch. How? Doing what? We've not described how because Tom said it would be too embarrassing. Oh no, we're allowed to. Uh, She accidentally set fire to a takeaway box with a candle. And then in an attempt to get the takeaway box that was on fire away from her carpet to avoid it catching fire, she picked it up with her bare hand and then tried to put it outside, didn't quite make it outside, and then poured water on it without getting it outside anyway. I want to set fire to my hair because I was leaning over it. Saucepan of super noodles. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that one wins. That one that will one, make her feel better. That one, thank you, Sam. Let's all name our stupidest injuries. Um, I knocked myself out moshing in the shower when I was like 17. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, I hit my head on the bracket. If you'd have just like drowned in the shower because you just like knocked yourself Imagine just, like, coming to at the bottom of the shower, like, naked. (laughs) (laughs) Cold. I I dislocated my knee for the third time because I went to... Well, I just scored a goal in football. Uh, It was just, like, a minor kickabout. And while I went to sort of control the ball after it was thrown out by the goalkeeper, there was a dog that was barking. I chose to look at the dog. My, My front studs got planted in the ground. My back studs did not. My knee twisted and my knee came out. Oh. See, mine is also... The first time I dislocated my knee was because I was dancing to Britney Spears in my bedroom. I like that. Yeah. 
and I twisted round and my knee did not follow me. Now, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> what scares me. Wait, no, how old happened? were you when you were dancing to Britney Spears? So how was... did you grow your life? <laughs> I don't have a bastard of the week, but I do have whatever the opposite of that is. A hero of the week. Hero of the week. So my hero of the week is Eli Manning. Hear me out. So he found out, bear in mind that he's like a legacy player. He found out that he was being benched for a rookie in week three. Yeah. He could have just holed up somewhere and avoided talking to anyone, but he didn't. He took it in his stride, and when he was asked for comment, he said, I'll handle it and I'll support Daniel and I'll be a good teammate and do what I'm told. When you're a football player, you do what you're told, and this is what I've been told and I'll handle it. I've just got to accept my new role and make the best out of it. And I think if you, like, in the era of the Antonio Browns, where so many players just have huge egos and they put themselves before the team constantly and they appear so entitled to have someone put the team ahead of himself and be so gracious just nothing but respect for the guy i think it was i think it was sincere but like it i think it's quite common can we do if if, say for example kirk cousins was to be benched kirk cousins would say the same thing in the current phase of the nfl i just thought it was a breath of fresh air to have someone that is not be a self-centered twat Shall we do week four predictions then? So basically, quick fire, win, lose, or draw. Is it going to matter does for Sam? Does anyone ever say draw? Yes. 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 Ed does. Every week, Every week oh, he says a tie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Packers, Eagles. Packers. Packers. Oh, I'm winning Eagles. You're going to say draw, aren't you? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm drawing all over it. Uh, Giants, Redskins. I'm going Redskins. Giants. I'm saying Giants. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lions, Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> There's no point even <laughs> no. thinking about Chiefs. it. No, no. Chiefs. <laughs> Falcons, Titans. Ooh. Falcons. Titans. Titans. Falcons. Ravens, Browns. Ravens. 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 <laughs> Colts, Raiders. Colts. 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 Bills, Patriots. Oh, Bills. Patriots. <laughs> Which of us is going to get their balls up? So. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. I really hate this. I'm, I'm saying Bills. I'm back in the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> all our listeners with ears. I'm very sorry for that moment. <laughs> What's your pick, Ed? Some, of, some people listen to this podcast whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills is my pick. Uh, Texans, Panthers. Texans. 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 Dolphins, Chargers. 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 <laughs> Uh, Broncos, Jags. 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 Uh, Rams, Bucks. Rams. Rams. Bucks. What? You cheeky shit. <laughs> the Bucks who just lost to the Giants, who very nearly lost to the... F- oh no, they did lose to the 49ers. And the who Bucks. very nearly lost to the Panthers. The Bucks. Saints, Cowboys. 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 I'm going Cowboys. Saints. Uh, Cardinals. Ooh, I like Teddy. Cardinal Seahawks. I like Teddy too. Cardinal Seahawks. I think that this Seahawks. will be a one-score game again, and I think I'm going to go Cardinals. I'm going to go Cardinals as well. Really? I think that the air raid offense will click today. See, I, I was going to go Seahawks. Yeah. Steelers, Bengals. 
See, I'm there for that one. <laughs> I'm there for it. I want you to have a good time. I know. And he hates the Bengals more than anyone. So yeah. if he doesn't win against them, it's really going to be a terrible time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm putting my fucking bollocks out, Mason Rudolph, with a nine touchdown day. Steelers 90, <laughs> Bengals 12. I'm going to say no, Bengals. I'm going to be the ultimate guest of the piece and say the Bengals. Look, if, <laughs> look, if you guys are all happy to be Owen, Owen 2 or whatever, <laughs> Owen 3, then I'm that's fine. Steelers. Thank you. Yeah. And finally, Bears-Vikings. Bears. 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 Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> it's the domestic. It's the, it's the domestic bowl. So the only thing we've not talked about is our power rankings for week three. So how do you want to start? Do you want to start with the fact that we all picked Patriots first and Sam picked the Chiefs and put the Patriots third below the Packers? the Packers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the Packers thing, I'm, you know, but yeah, I'm very confident in saying that the Chiefs are going to go all the way. I think the, the Chiefs will be easily the best team who don't make the Super Bowl. If they don't make it. No, no, the, the Patriots are going to make the Super Bowl. I don't even get why we're having that discussion at this point. They've not conceded a touchdown. They've played... <laughs> they've not conceded an offensive the, touchdown. Yeah, but the Dolphins, <laughs> the Jets without Sam Darnold because he has mono, and Dante Moncrief. Colts went 0-4 last year, yeah. and the, the Colts made the playoffs. The Patriots looked absolutely shocking for all of last season and then won the Super Bowl. Yep. Anything can happen. So, with our power ranking, week three power rankings, all of us, except Sam, picked, <laughs> picked the same five teams as bottom. Broncos, Bengals, Redskins, Jets, <laughs> Dolphins. But Sam, instead of the Bengals, put the Steelers in. Let's let's talk about that. Because as let's a family, talk about that. As a family unit, we need to air out our issues what? and not let them fester. Show is where he hurt your <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put the Steelers there? Um, so. I feel like I shouldn't have to argue that much about playing a non-three team in the bottom five. That's all they are. To can me. I? Can I point? Can I point? Can it's I just? Can I just point out, by the way, that the Bengals <laughs> have lost against the 49ers, but not just lost, were humiliated by the 49ers at home. The Bengals. Have lost against <laughs> the Bills. The on Bills the road. are doing the Bill- fantastically. I'm not saying that they're not, but the Bengals oh, were winning somehow because of Pete Carroll being unable to pounce on a team and finish them off. Stayed in the game in Seattle, but they are also 0 three. The Steelers, like the Steelers have played the Patriots, the defending Super Bowl champion, the Seahawks who we then lost our starting quarterback in the game and kept it a one-score game. And the 49ers, who we had five takeaways against, and if it wasn't for some yes, shambolic <laughs> offensive play five calling... Five turnovers, and if you it, couldn't get anything out of that game. But at least we looked like getting something. The Bengals are garbage, and you have just placed the Steelers also, can I just below say, them. The Cardinals... Lost two, tied one. They've not, and, and you put the Bengals above them. I mean, that's a bit of a glaring issue. <laughs> There's a lot of glaring issues. Partly because I was very excited about Calamari. The other glaring <laughs> issue, well, issue to all of us except for Edward, uh, is that Ed has put the Vikings fifth <laughs> above 
the Rams, the Packers. Is there a way to post these power rankings on the website? website. So the lowest anyone has the Vikings is Sam, who has them 14. Kirk Cousins is barely a few degrees away from Andy Dalton. Oh my days. (laughs) I can't tell if Sam is really high on these Bengals or if he's just trying to use them to piss as many people off as possible. He has to be barely serviceable to, like, achieve what he sets out to do in a game. If their defence wasn't as brilliant as it is... Can I point out, by the way, that Andy Dalton doesn't have a defence and you've still put him and his Bengals above the Steelers that have one? We have to move on. We don't have to move on. (laughs) Can I also make a few more points while we're here? Um, Emma, how many touchdowns has your quarterback thrown? It's zero. Still, to be fair, as of with week three left to play. Yeah, that's true, but Kirk Cousins thrown like four, so it's very, very unlikely that Bears Uh, are going to score more than a touchdown. I wasn't in this argument. You're the one inspiring to make me look silly. No, I'm saying it is silly (laughs) to put the Vikings at fifth. That is silly. (laughs) It is a bit dumb, especially when you put the Rams sixth. So the the reason I chose the Vikings so highly is because two out of three games, they have won comfortably. Like, not just like... Who did you play in those two games that you won comfortably? <laughs> we played the Falcons and the Raiders. The Both Falcons. at home. Ed, where did you put the Falcons and Raiders in uh, in your power rankings? Raiders 20, Falcons 25. So, you put <laughs> you put these two teams of 20 and 25... Uh, Pretty much in the bottom third. Yeah, as reasoning for... Because you oh. beat them comfortably at home. Where did you put the Packers? Seventh or eighth? Seventh. Seventh. The Packers being the only good team that you've played so far, and it happened to be on the road, and you happened to lose. Yeah. You may have won those two games comfortably, but against the Packers, from what I saw, and it was an eyesore from your offense at times... Well, Darwin Cook rushed for 150 yards. Yes, so. but Kirk Cousins yeah, but threw, like... Th- what What was pa- Kirk Cousins' passing stats? It wasn't good. It, was it wasn't good, like was 58. it? 58. I think we've, 58. Yeah. we've already touched on how poor you thought that your team played in that yeah. game. Oh, we had it, Cousins had a shocker, but the Dalvin can rush all he likes, but if there's no, if nothing gets made of it, it's like how Tom's team that it was really promising that the, their defense made loads of turnovers, but if your offense can't make anything out of it, you won't win. Yeah, um, this is true. But and also, can I point out uh, that the two games that you comfortably won were these poor games. Who did the Rams beat comfortably? Because they beat the Saints comfortably. The Saints, who we've all placed pretty high, well, in that second, third banding. And they've also beaten the Panthers, who we've all admitted aren't very good. But they then also beat the Browns, who are in that same two-thirds banding, on the road. The Vikings being above the Rams feels like an insult to what you actually know. On a serious note, we had a bad quarter against the Packers. And like, that bad quarter resulted would, in a loss. Okay, yeah, personally, precisely. personally, I would say you had a bad quarter defensively against the Packers, but you had a bad offense against them longer than that. Again, if we say this, we say that Cousins had a bad game. Hopefully he won't do that again. You can't really have bad games as a quarterback. We deserve to lose. The manner in which that we beat the Falcons and the Raiders. As a team, if you're basing it off the three games you've seen, a third of the time... It didn't work. A third of the time, Kirk Cousins didn't perform. And you can't predict that he will do it again, but you also can't predict he won't. And 
you can't take that completely off of the thing and say that's an anomaly because you don't know that. You yeah, it's not like power ranking. It's not like this is the only time that Kirk Cousins has had a bad game. I tell you what, if Kirk Cousins has another bad game week four and we do another we do another power ranking, then I will absolutely change my tune. That's that's a promise. But like right now, I've seen enough in these Vikings. I think that the way we play, the way that we've been able to control games, is so very important. You absolutely do have a reason to be excited by them. I would just argue that fifth is a lot more excitement than I... I would say that if you'd put them seventh, I wouldn't have argued with you about it that much. My table is is somewhat minuscule. Disappointing. You should campaign for a better table. I'm going to start a campaign... Uh, from here on out, Emma, I want you to instead of one stop Jersey shop, I want you to cut this in. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine though because the budget that you're gonna save because I never do the podcast anymore. We don't pay you. Do they not pay you, <laughs> Emma? <laughs> <laughs> So, in terms of personal team favoritism, Samuel, you have put the Giants. Are you going to rag on me for putting the Giants twentieth? Put them five places higher than the next highest person. Was that me? Me? No, it was me and Tom put them twenty fifth. You put them twenty sixth, and Sam put them twentieth. Is that not about the same kind of ratio that we were hitting with those Vikings numbers? Yes, it's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the Vikings is worse. Um, well, it's still it's only a worse because difference. of the fact that it's higher yeah. up. It's higher up. You like the Vikings yeah. have gone above teams that are three and out. I mean, it. Might, you the know. Giants are barely one and two. And you've put them above Falcons, Jags. The the Minshew led Jags. You've put them above Raiders. I think the the next game matters an awful lot because Redskins. <laughs> uh, uh, I put the Chargers highest at 12 uh, everyone else Ed you put them 19 Tom 18 and Sam 15 they've not looked good they've mm. not looked good I just think I'm hopeful that the talent they have will get it together yeah I like I, Philip Rivers is a very good quarterback yeah. yeah it's a team that's less than some of its parts um, Eagles you guys put them either 16th or 17th between you uh, I put them sixth, so that's that's a, a, that's a high. <laughs> Given that the Eagles have lost to the Falcons and Lions, I know who I mean, you've really probably panned. By the way, Falcons I put twenty first, Lions nineteenth. Yeah, 19th. both of, both of these teams beat the Eagles. The Lions the Lions are undefeated. They are undefeated. I just can't believe it when I look at them. Yeah, but, Eagles. I'm just hopeful. <laughs> Matty Patricio. Are there any teams you guys want to know where everybody put them? Bears. Bears. Stop. Jesus. I have a bowel condition. Um, I think you have a shame condition. (laughs) 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 That sounded exactly the same tone as your laugh. Do you know what the worst thing is? Is that I think I'm going to end up with pink eye just purely from his ass. Spend my day editing that tomorrow. <laughs> I might do a remix. <laughs> okay, Ed would put the Bears lowest, which he'd have had to because he put the Vikings highest uh, at fifteen. Then Tom put them thirteen, Sam put them ten, and I put them nine. 
I think that you two have gone slightly high. Yeah, on, based on what we've actually seen. Yeah, because well, out of curiosity, when I'd done my power rankings, I did look to see what the official NFL one is, and they put the Bears at ninth. I think that so far, what I've seen from the Bears is that they have the best defense in the NFL again. But from what I've seen, they also have on par with the worst offense. Maybe that'll all change. I want it to all change because it's only it's only two games a year where I'm not an avid Bears fan. But like, I can't get behind the team while they can't produce on offense. You've both predicted that you think the Redskins are going to win. Yeah. I think that the Bears will win. I think that this could be the third week in a row where the Redskins put on 21 points. Yeah, and if the Redskins do put up 21 points, I don't feel confident that the Bears will be able to match. Will. I think it will be like 2017. Yeah, but that's implying that you're going to score 20 points. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> are you going to actually score a passing touchdown this week? Or? This thing. I think that both are equally unlikely. I don't think that the I don't think you'll concede more than twenty, but I don't think you'll score more than twenty. So I don't know what the score's going to be. <laughs> it's almost as though like every Bears game is just going to end up like. 14 points max by either team basically i think that it's really early in the season and that the team's only getting better and more comfortable as the weeks go by they're not getting worse i think we should all we're all gonna get cake we've made other predictions for the season so super bowl winner I said Eagles. Edward said Vikings. <laughs> Tom said Chiefs. Yeah. What's your I, vote? I have to agree with Chiefs. Okay. Okay, so this now so means that there's a tiebreaker. Yeah, so basically the winner of this gets everyone else to buy them a jersey. Yeah, they all split choice. money. So yeah. like if you win, the three of us have to buy I you feel, a jersey do we get, like, of your choice. If we've both picked the Chiefs. There is a tiebreaker. So there's a tiebreaker where you have to predict who they play in the in the Super Bowl Ooh. and whoever's team that they play Get gets first. furthest in the playoffs wins. Wins. So say if I pick the Rams and you pick yeah. the Eagles, if the no, Eagles the only make it to the divisional yeah. round and the Rams make it all the way to the Super yeah. Bowl. You can have a think. I'll probably say Rams. Fuck, I was going to say Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. Then we have a second time. <laughs> um, shit. Emma. What happens if two of us have the same NFC team? <laughs> Fuck. I don't I don't want to put my Juju Smith Schuster jersey on the line over a score prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think it's gonna be the Rams. Same. I think it'll be a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. No, 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 no. Chiefs Cowboys. I'm pitting in I... I'm putting in the Cowboys instead of the Rams. Okay. So we don't have to pick a score. Fuck. I'm going to get a Juju Smith-Schuster jersey when I win. Why? <laughs> this isn't fair. Just never wear it. It's my birthday, Sam. <laughs> Is it actually your birthday today? No, it's on Thursday, but I'm not in the country. Aww. I like that we're just carrying on here so that Emma can like edit out our spiel Yeah. of us just having a conversation now, probably about Eric Dungy. Mm. Actually, Emma, when you're listening to this, if you could, like, cut a bit of me in now so it sounds like I've said more of the rest of the podcast. Mm. Yeah. Defense like Swiss cheese. (laughs) Mm. A lot of injuries this week. It was a great play. Oh, great play. Getting a bit bit more ballsy with those long plays. Arm like a cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Patriots, eh? 
Fucking hell. I can't think of any more generic NFL things. Generic NFL things. Um, God, Antonio Brown's a bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Antonio Brown? More like Antonio gets me down because he's such a bastard.